Less Doing, episode 86. Ari talks with Yuri Elkayim of the All Day Energy Diet about transforming your health, alkalinity, and hemp balls. So welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. This is episode 86, where we talk with Yuri Elkame of the All Energy All Day Energy Diet. Sorry. Uh, so I met Yuri at the Mastermind Talks. There's so many people that I've had on recently that I've met at the Mastermind Talks in Toronto. And uh, he's just a really interesting guy. He was a professional soccer player and then uh, had a, an illness that he had to deal with. And he has come up with this really great diet. But more importantly, well, sort of more importantly, the cookbook that he's come up with has awesome recipes in it and uh, some really cool offers. So we'll get to that interview with Yuri at the end here, but I know you're going to love it. How you doing, Felix? Good, man. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing really well. I'm going to be uh, at the Bulletproof Conference this Saturday in Pasadena speaking there, so I'm excited for that. And um, I had my first retreat for the Mastermind Group this past weekend, Friday and Saturday, and it was, honestly, it was just incredible. I had... Uh, just about three, well, I, I had not the whole group, but I had about six guys there. We did some amazing stuff and we got some, we just bonded in a really great way. And, and what I what believe, did you do? Well, yeah, so I'll tell you, but you know, <laughs> what I believe with the mastermind is really supposed to mastermind. The point of the mastermind is to support and provide accountability. So we did a lot of some technical stuff on email and we worked on some things, but really it was about getting to know each other, getting to know our challenges, but more importantly, getting to know people's motivations for why they need to be and want to be more productive. And, and it was just great. And we, we, it was awesome. So, uh, one of the things that we did, we did, a, we did a few different things, but the best, one of the best things probably was we did this escape the room challenge. Oh uh, yeah. So if anybody's familiar with the iPhone game, escape the room, then this will make sense. But basically in this situation, the, the seven of us were locked in a room, and the room was set up like an apartment. And you can do anything you want. You can, op- you can flip over couches, open up the fridge, you know, turn on sink, whatever you want to do. But there are 14 or so locks around the room, and some of them are codes, some of them are keys. And at the front door, there is like a box with eight locks on it that you know, presumably had the way to get out. But you had to find all these clues and get the combos, and it was really innovative. And we had to work together as a team. And we're not really a team. We are, in essence, you know, the mastermind is sort of like a team, but we're not a corporate team. We don't work together per se. So it was amazing to see how everybody like pulled together, used their different skills. There was no leader in this particular exercise, and we just we did it. And they only have a twenty percent success rate of people escaping the room, and we got out in fifty three minutes. So it was amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing experience. It sounds so awesome. I can't wait to do to go and try that. I'd love to. Well, just and do we're it we're gonna have activity. to do it. There's, yeah. there's no way around it. We just have to do it. Yeah. No. Cool. Yeah. So, do we have a review for today? Yeah, we've got an iTunes review to get into. Uh, we've got loads of reviews this week, so thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> here's one from Gary at Breakthrough Cocktail. Not your typical interview podcast. I love Ari's interview style. It's very conversational and draws me in. Keep rocking. Awesome. All right. Thank, thank you. you. I'll much. point out that we've gotten quite a few reviews actually in the last few days. And so I think we're, we've had 100,000 downloads uh, about a week ago on the podcast, which is a, a huge milestone, if you ask me. And, and I credit a lot of our recent success to Felix's addition to the podcast. So thank you, Felix. Well, thank you very much. Uh, he's Pleasure. made the quality better. He's made the interaction better. And I think that 
we've just got a lot more in store for you, including our 100th episode, which is coming up, which we're going to have just a, a, a cornucopia of amazing stuff for everybody. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the links. So first of all, we got, we've got Yuri's links in there, but he has a free cookbook offer, so you can actually go on there and get his cookbook for free, and I, I assure you it is quite worth it. There's uh, one of the things we discussed, and it is called a hemp ball, and it's just just delicious so really? uh, yeah really really cool stuff and it's okay. not like it's not vegan or anything it's it's like there's a lot of greens but it's it's a really it's a really good cookbook you know that's part of the issue with some of the diets that there's just not enough variety or people just won't they don't like the food so whatever right. it might be this is a good one no it's, it sounds really interesting it's, it's all about um getting lots of energy from your food is that the idea yeah, yeah, exactly. And and one of the focuses is on having a, a fairly alkaline diet, you know, less acidic, more alkaline. And, and I've had a lot of experience with that. And one of the things I've talked about before is how when I was training for Ironman, for the for the, for actually for all of my training for Ironman, I was mostly vegetarian. And then I think I started adding fish in before the actual Ironman. But it, so it was a mostly vegetarian diet and a, a high vegetable diet tends to be more alkaline and I found that my recovery was significantly faster when I was on that diet. So it's interesting. Cool. Um, Okay. So there's a couple different weird things I've thrown in here. Some of them are food related, but one of them is this new service called hot towels. And um, so I I love on demand services. And what I mean by that is, you know, either it's an app or it's a website or something, but like Uber. So Uber for this, you know, you, you can basically hit a button and, Whatever it is, they show up and they do whatever they're supposed to do. So I actually, there's a couple services like that I'm going to talk about. And we used Uber three times this weekend with the Mastermind Retreat, by the way, and we requested the SUVs and because there were seven of us. And it was just, it was so convenient and, and so easy. Um, so hot towels is basically they will come and give you shaves and haircuts. Master Barbers on demand. And it's only in New York City right now. And it might sound like it's kind of specific. You have to do it for five people minimum. But I think it's the kind of thing that, first of all, if you have a team, if you if you've ever had a if you've ever had your face shaved before, like have you ever had a hot oh, towel shave with, with you in Vegas? When we oh, that's right. That okay, place. yeah. It's it's a, I mean it's an incredible experience, right? It is. It's it's unforgettable. So it's like it's hard to describe per se, but besides the fact that your skin comes out feeling like softer than you could have ever possibly imagined it, it's just very relaxing and it's very. Uh, it's an inter- it's hard to explain. It's a really interesting experience. So you have this shave and care cuts where they will show up for five people. So you can do that for a team. You can do that for your office. Do it for your family maybe depending on if you have you know five guys and five friends you want to do. But I just think it's a cool thing. You know, it's one of those yeah, odd things great, you wouldn't expect. I think it'd be a great sort of team thing to do maybe as a sort of reward for a team project or something. Have, you know, everyone gets a, a shave or something. And, you know, I think it's yeah, a great idea. Exactly. So uh, there's a, the second app but it's is only the, in New York City, right? It's moment. only New York City right now, but I, yeah. that's feel I feel like you know, unlike Uber, where there's there's like a lot of infrastructure they have to figure out. I feel like that's an easier one to spread, you know, yeah, because you, right. you can find master barbers probably in any city you want. Yeah, right. Uh, so the the next one, actually, I think that uh, your wife might like this. It's called Cook Booth, and it's a uh, it's an app, and yeah. it's for making recipes. But you're basically you're doing the recipes, and it's a photo. It's a multimedia experience. You're basically creating a multimedia recipe card, and you can share, and you can even get comments yeah. from chefs and foodies. I really think this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, we always talk about process, right, and the manual of you. And recipes are great, but if you can add some visual element to them, sometimes that's really helpful. You know, I, I found for me when following a recipe, it's re- like 
if you say, if someone says like you know di- a medium dice or a large dice on the uh, on the tomatoes or a, a mince them, sometimes that doesn't really translate to me for some reason. But if I see it, it's like, oh yeah, of course, it's like one inch chunks, you know. Yeah. So uh, I thought this was just really cool. I think this is a cool way to document a process yeah. and to share it. It's like TV, you know, watching TV chefs. I find that I right. could, I you could watch, you know, a twenty minute, then prepare a twenty minute meal or whatever it is, and you could go away. And almost without the recipe in front of you, without any of the things you could just, I can remember all of what was in there right away without any any problem. Maybe the quantities you need a list of, but the process, it's right there because it's so visual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. Uh, okay, so another on-demand service that I actually got to try out this weekend was uh, Shipster. So Shipster is like ship which is in uh san francisco it's ship s-h-y-p but this is shipster and all you do this is only in new york right now in the, yeah in the this five looks boroughs. really cool yeah so what I, I tested this out what happened was i had to return a uh bicycle pump and i had yeah. it out here in the hampton so i brought it into the city with me for the mastermind you take a picture you estimate the weight of the item and somebody mm. shows up in this case, they showed up in about eight minutes, but it says that they'll show up within 30 minutes, basically. And you don't have to wrap it or anything. You just give them the item, and then they will take it. They will wrap it up professionally, package it, and they will ship it off for you. Oh, no, it's awesome. It, it does sound really cool. Um, so it was, it was great, and it was so convenient. And it's the kind of thing where you know maybe it's not for the person who's doing shipping every day. Maybe it is because their pricing was pretty good. I mean, it was in line with really just about what I think it would have cost me time and money to actually ship it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a great thing if you're selling stuff on eBay or maybe on Craigslist or you know, even if you're just starting out like in e-commerce and you want to make sure something's professionally wrapped and, and sent off and, and they handle all the tracking and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. I thought it was just a great, great experience. So uh, then the next service is another on-demand service per se, and it's called idriveyourcar.com. And I love this concept. I used to use a, I've recommended it before, and I used to use a service called City Valet, but they have not, in my experience, sort of like updated their, their, the way that their company runs. I Drive Your Car is nationwide, and basically what it is is they will come and drive your car. So whereas a, a, you know, a limo or a black car might cost 60 bucks an hour or more, this is $20 an hour for them to come drive your own car. Yeah. Now, it's a really interesting thing. So first of all, if you want to have them take you to the airport and then they can maybe even bring your car back and park in your garage, that's great. If you want to have, if you want to run some errands around town, even though, you know, generally speaking, I don't like people to do that, but if you want to, and you don't want to deal with parking, like actually what I'm thinking about this oh, for that's sometimes, right? You can have them wait in the car so you don't need to find the, a exactly. Yeah, well, so right. one of the things I was thinking about this, Felix is like on a Sunday in the city, when we have the three kids and a stroller and whatever, and we want to go to the Central Park Zoo, and the closest you can possibly park is like six blocks or seven blocks away, mm-hmm. it'd be really nice to have somebody drive us, you know, and then we can go do what we want to do, and then just yeah. be like, hey, come meet us on this corner. Wow, that would be cool. That's yeah, so cool it seems like totally worth it, cheaper than parking and cheaper than a, an actual chauffeured car. So I like this. I like the concept. Yeah, that is very cool. Of course, there's also the idea that if you're if you're out late and you've just been drinking too much and you need someone to drive for you, then you can do this too. Yeah, well, actually, my family used that equivalent type service in in London a lot, and um, it's, you know, it's a great, it's a great. Um, it's called One for the Ride. That's funny. Um, to return, you know, for so you so you can drink and have someone safely drive you home, you know. 
Um, yeah, and, uh, and you know these that, guys would it, like get get on the train back. You know, they would often be driving them all the way out to you know two hours outside of London, and um, and they have an electric scooter they'd shove in the back. You know. Yeah, and I, you know what? I think that that's it's good planning. It's yeah. a good thing to be able to do. There's, I, I saw when I was looking at the I Drive Your Car website. There's a picture of a you know a, of a jet, a, you know a passenger jet on the thing, and I thought for a moment that the, that, this, that there was an I Fly Your Plane as well. Ah, anyway, no, no, no. So, anyway. So, anyway um, Okay, <laughs> um, so so the the next one is uh, GIF Deck, and this is a really simple service, and, I, and I'd really love to hear how people kind of use this or find it interesting. But basically, all it does is it takes uh, something you have on SlideShare. So SlideShare is actually where we host all of our transcripts for the show. But you can put uh, post um, presentation on there, or kind of whatever you want that you would store there. GIF Deck just takes whatever you have on SlideShare and turns it into an animated GIF. You know, or an animated GIF, whatever so, so, you want to call so what, it. I thought this was really cool, but could you could you give me an example of what what you might use this for? Because yeah, so a perfect example is like I have a presentation where it's it, the it's like a seven or eight slide presentation that I use for sort of general talks where I don't know. I, it, basically, I can use it for several different kinds of talks and then sort of see what happens in that you know in the audience. And it has like less doing and my book and then me and then it has an image of the nine fundamentals and then something else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, normally you, you go through the presentation, whatever, but I turn it into an animated GIF or GIF, whatever people like to call it. And then I can actually put that into an email. I could put it onto Twitter. I could actually text that to somebody and it would just okay. boom, 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 boom. So oh, if I could cool. give somebody a really, really quick overview, it's almost like, it's almost like a very small and short attention span infographic. You know, you uh, could, okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, oh, you could explain cool. like yeah. what you do in, you know, three slides or five slides. It's like, I do this, I do this, and, and it just flashes through them. I think it's, I think it's cool and That's it really makes very it very cool easy. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So it just gives you another place to share. Yeah. Basically. Um, okay. So then the, uh, there's a, another, it's not a Kickstarter campaign, but it is a, a crowdsource thing. And it's called the Palette Smart Grill. Oh, so, yeah, I thought this looked like a cake. you see that? I love this. Okay, so first it of all, if you, ever, cool. yeah. if you ever had a George Foreman grill, uh, have you ever used one, by the way? I have, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think they're great. I haven't used one since I was a student. <laughs> yeah, I used one in college, yeah, right? Good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. in college. So I think they're really great. They're really easy and they yeah, clean right. easy and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. so this looks like a George Foreman grill kind of, but a little updated. But it has an iPhone app. Uh, and it will basically, you choose the temperature you want to get to, and it will do it perfectly. So, for instance, you want to do 140-degree steak, which I think is is rare. Uh, right. Basically, you put them in there, and it'll do it to 140 degrees, and then you get the notification on your phone, and, and you're done. And, and wow. it cooks both sides simultaneously. So, Really? Uh, How does it do? Oh, has it got like a... It's a top and a bottom. It's like a panini bo- press. Oh, wow. So, but what's cool too is apparently it, it'll get to that temperature and then it'll actually stop at that temperature. So it does. Pre- what what wow. they're basically pushing here is it's like precision temperature cooking. So this is almost like um, like sous vide without being sous vide. Right. Right. You know. So that's oh, so really one, cool. You could have. Um, wow. You can really automate that and just leave your lunch cooking. It's <laughs> a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like and that's that. what, and like, so the notification they have that pops up as an example was like, just wanted to let you know that your medium rare steak is done cooking. I'll hold it until you're ready to eat. Oh, yeah, that's great. Do we know so, how much it is roughly? Uh, no, well, it just they, they, they only have a notification thing right now for the email. But uh, yeah. if I had to guess, I'm going to say in the three hundred range. Yeah, I would guess that would be my guess. Yeah, but it's it a looks, cool idea, and you know, nice. you, it looks very small as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it looks like, like you can probably put gadget, you know, for the kitchen. no, right? Yeah. It's pretty flat, so it looks like you put yeah. like four steaks on it or so. Awesome. 
So um, I only have one more link, and then I know you have one. But there's a so vice.com. Do you read Vice at all? Uh, no, I don't. No, what's that? Uh, so Vice is a. Um, I guess it's it's not an alternative news source. I think Yahoo owns it now, but Vice is like very in-your-face reporting. There's a lot of cursing and a lot of like, it's pretty raw, but it's really well-written stuff and they deal with some pretty hard topics. Like they have a lot of people in the Ukraine conflict and in the Middle East and it's it's like down and dirty reporting, like really oh, giving wow. you sort of, yeah. So uh, I actually, I really like it, but there is an article and I love this. The title of the article is A Week Drinking the Black Blood of the Earth, the Gnarliest Coffee on the Market. So this stuff is, it's almost like medical, basically. Like they've created this coffee called the Black Blood of the Earth. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's been doing quite well, but apparently it's just super, super. It has 40, 40, 40 times the amount of caffeine of normal coffee. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and it comes in like vials and bottles. Like it comes in like like it's like medical. <laughs> Looks disgusting. Yeah, it does look disgusting, but yeah. it's supposed to be actually pretty good. And it's also supposed to just be like uh, being on meth, apparently. So uh, the guy basically says, like after the week, he was still alive, uh, <laughs> but um, it's uh, only just. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, if you want to get a very efficient buzz from coffee, maybe, maybe try that for a day or for one shot, but maybe not as a, a regular experience. Wow. No, and mm. definitely not before bed. Uh, but, okay, so you had a link, right? Yeah, yeah. So the thing I found um, is this thing called Green Bean. And what it does is a module that hacks. Um, it's, it's a module for hacking into appliances. So... You know how I've mentioned on this podcast before about how I, you know, want something to tell me when my laundry's done. Well, mm-hmm. hey presto, someone's gone out and um, and created a module that will do exactly that. You plug this thing into your your dryer or your, you know, any type of um, home appliance. I think. How do you know how it interfaces? Well, I don't. I haven't. I haven't looked very carefully, but I did have. Another idea. Somehow it has like some USB connection or something, and then it will communicate with um, with with either an an app or um, I think it's with it with it with an app. Or it may only be Android at the moment. I'm not quite sure, but I thought that would be really great. And it's only twenty dollars. Um, That's cool. I don't know. Now I have we have some warranties on our appliances because we got them all at the same time and we got like a 10-year warranty. So I don't know if it would void that or not. Um, I don't see why it should. Um, But I did have another idea about it, something that would be very simple. If you didn't want to do that, I wonder if, and I'll go try and see if someone's done this yet, if there is one of these, something that does the same thing that could just be achieved by plugging a power, um, a wattage meter, have a basically a Wi-Fi connected wattage meter that would tell you when the device that's plugged into it has stopped using power, and that would just say that would tell you that the the device is finished. And that would be really cool. And you could well, have I know, I know that IFTTT, I, you know. Well, I know that there is an IFTTT channel for uh, the Belkin Smart Plug. I don't know oh, if okay. it has that as a trigger, but I'd be surprised if it didn't. Actually, I'm gonna check. Oh, right, like the the like the Wemo system? Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the Bemo, it's called the Wemo Insight switch. Oh, okay. And triggers when something switched on, when something switched off, 
something standby mode entered and daily minutes cost. Yeah, so not quite, but you're, I think that's a, the right track. But and but th- those are on IFTTT, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I have to give that a shot. That looks great. Cool. So yeah. well, thank you for sharing that. Well, <laughs> um, of course. I, no, I love that. And then uh, let's uh, get over to the interview with Yuri. So, everyone, thanks for listening in, and we will see you. Oh, actually, I'm not going to say we'll see you next week because now we're really going to make an effort to try to bang out two episodes per week. So we'll see you in a few days. Yeah, thanks a lot. See you then. So now my guest is Yuri Elkame, who is the author of The All-Day Energy Diet and also a creator of a greens powder that I really enjoy. So, uh, Yuri, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Great to be here, Ari. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really I'm really excited to talk to you because well a number of things. But let's first of all, how did you get to the all day energy diet? What led you to this path? Um, I think I think with like with a lot of people in the health space, especially, um, it, I really did it for myself first and foremost. I think a lot of people in the health space get into it because they've had their own health issues at some point in their lives. So for me, I was you know growing up, um, my goal was to play pro soccer, and that was my my sole focus for almost twenty years of my life. So I was I had this kind of it was kind of a catch twenty two because I was fit and and active, but that was kind of like a mask. Because I wasn't really healthy, and I didn't really clue into that until a lot of things kind of uh, went south for me. So I grew up with a lot of digestive issues. I had really bad asthma growing up. I, like I had like the Darth Vader mask that you had to put on, <laughs> like really bad, uh, really bad eczema, uh, low energy, like to the point where I was sleeping almost twelve hours a night, uh, feeling groggy in the morning, falling asleep at school, uh, really like spending half of my life or more. Sleeping, which was not uh, not a good thing, so I didn't really clue into any of that because I was pretty young. Uh, when I was seventeen, though, I started to lose my hair, and that was uh, a bit of a shock because you know I had kind of like you know long brown hair, and my dad's Moroccan, so naturally I had a, a little bit more hair than what you might see now. So I didn't I didn't know what was going on, and uh, within the space of about one month, I lost all of my hair, so eyebrows, eyelashes, everything. And my doctor said I had an autoimmune condition called alopecia. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, they had no solutions. So they said that we can inject cortisone into your head and do all this other stuff. And I said, you know, no, thank you. So it took me about eight years to figure out that all of those issues, digestive eczema, asthma, low energy, and then the autoimmune uh, disorder were pretty much all part and parcel of the same thing. And it was really uh, kind of what was happening inside my body as a result of the foods that I was and wasn't eating growing up. So I had been brought up on a lot of microwave dinners, processed foods, very few vegetables and fruit, uh, lots of grains, pastas, and cereals because as an athlete, that's what I thought I was supposed to eat for you know carbohydrates and energy. And it really all backfired. So that led me down the path of pursuing studies in – uh, holistic nutrition. I actually had a degree in kinesiology and health sciences before that, but I really didn't. I wasn't very impressed with the nutrition that I was getting from uh, the traditional academic route at one of the top twenty universities in the world. And so I went back to school to study holistic nutrition, and I was blown away by what I was learning. And I figured, if, I'm like, wow, if I didn't know any of this stuff, uh, there must be tens of millions of people who don't either. So. By starting to apply the principles that I was learning, I radically transformed my health in about two months. Uh, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my hair started to regrow. Uh, 
I've got a little bit of a congestion here. My kids are back at school, sort of kind of sick now. Me too. Um, so, I, that, I, the same thing. It's crazy. You know, I, I'm, I'm very rarely sick, but it Me seems too. like when the kids get back to school, so I have a bit of a, a congestion thing going on. So anyways, um, started to apply these principles, started to regrow my hair. Uh, but all, like all this other stuff, you know, went away. All the, all the health issues went away. But most notably for me, what was most amazing was the amount of energy that I had. And I'm talking about like almost overnight. It wasn't like I had to wait six months to feel better. Uh, it was it was it was almost within a you know a two day span where I was feeling oh my god I was like I've never felt this felt like this in my life. So I'm a very kind of go 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 type of person. I want to achieve a lot and accomplish a lot, and energy is really important to to make that happen. So I was able to be with that energy. I was more mentally clear. I had more productive. I was more productive because I was able to focus and get stuff done. I wasn't sleeping nearly as much and I was feeling more rested. And so that was a really tremendous transformation. So over the 14 years that followed, I kind of created variations of the all-day energy diet in terms of some like digital ebooks that I put out and a lot of the information. And then I realized I'm like, what I'm really well known for is energy nutrition, is really getting people energized. And I believe that energy is the foundation for health because as I didn't realize at the time, but as I now realize is that if you have low energy, if you're exhausted, that is a warning sign that something inside of you is not working as it should. And I think a great example of this is if you're ever sick and you're kind of bedridden, you don't feel very energized. And that's because your body is requiring that energy to go inside and heal. So if people are walking around with low energy day in and day out, Maybe it's not to the degree of kind of like a healing from an infection, but there is something inside that is robbing their energy that is having to kind of do other things other than, you know, put that energy towards like locomotion, like movement or whatever. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what got me into this whole path of, of energy and is really the, the impetus for why I wrote the book because there's a lot of books on weight loss and hormones and metabolism, but the way I see it is like if you – eat in a way that I describe in the book, everything else improves as a byproduct. And I've noticed this with hundreds of thousands of clients over the past decade and a half. And that's why I often say how you heal anything is often how you heal everything. So the principles in this book apply to preventing disease, to losing weight, to feeling younger and looking younger, as well as having a lot more energy. So that's a quick rundown of it all. Yeah. So that makes a ton of sense. And, and where did the green powder fit into the whole story? So the green powder came about because a couple of years ago, because I talk a lot about the importance of getting more greens into your body. It's really the foundation of your health. And, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of juicing and making smoothies and eating lots of salads and stuff. But I also realized that when I travel or if I'm not at home or if I just want something a little bit more quick on the go, it's nice to have something to turn to. So I had a lot of people ask me about like, you know, what greens powder do you recommend? You always talk about alkalinity and greens. And... It was, it was a tough question to answer because they may be in Australia or in the UK or in the States, and I live in Toronto, so I never really know what is accessible to those people. And the other thing is that I've, I've experimented and I've tried and I've used a lot of greens powders in my life, and all of them taste like grass. It's like they all taste like freshly cut lawn. <laughs> yeah. and, I didn't, and, to be and, on, and they all have like 147 ingredients in them too. Yeah, exactly. And, and very few of them are whole food based. So it's like... Um, you know, there's a lot of things to look out for. But you know, personally, I don't mind the taste of fresh cut lawn, but I'd prefer if it didn't taste like that. So about a year and a half ago, we decided, we're like, you know what? Why don't we formulate our own? 
And so instead of white labeling some other product, I, I went right to the source. We partnered with an amazing superfood company, one of the, the top in the world. And I said, give me the raw ingredients and I'm going to figure this stuff out on my own. I'm going to play with this in my kitchen to find out the exact formulation that I think tastes amazing. And then I'm going to give it to my kids and see what they think. And if they like it, then that's a good thing. And then I'm going to give it to other people, you know, friends and family to see what they think. And, you know, I think we've come up with, you know, what I think is the best tasting greens powder on the market. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think it's, it's incredible. It tastes great. It's a higher quality, premium grass juice powder. A lot of grass powder or greens powders out there use grass powder, not the juice powder, which essentially means it's like if they um, just cut the grass and then really ground it down to a pulp. That's what a lot of grass or green powders use. And the problem with that is that the molecular weight is not small enough, which means that it doesn't blend in water very easily. So if you let it sit in water, it'll actually kind of rise to the top. Yeah. So with a green or a grass juice powder, which is what we have in our blend, you have a much, much higher quality process that goes into creating this. It's all raw. None, none of it is heat pasteurized or anything like that. And you get a smaller molecular weight to the actual um, ingredients, which allows it to blend in water very quickly and very easily. And it doesn't separate and give you that kind of sludge on top. And so that's why we developed that. And, you know, every time we can't even keep it in stock. I mean, we, we have to literally kind of batch order it because our inventory never lasts. And every time we bring it out, it sells in like two days. That's because so, your, that's because your picture is on the, on the, the thing. Yeah, that, that too. Yeah, that probably helps. <laughs> Um, well, okay. So, and, and again, I love it. I actually, I think it tastes great. And and I do really appreciate that it's, it's only, it's like four, 10 or 12 ingredients or so, or not even eight, eight, eight ingredients. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's, I mean, it's just great stuff. So, okay. So now the all day energy diet, like how did, how, how did you, I mean, you're not a chef, right? So did you just, you played around with these things, what tastes good, what makes you feel good, right? It's a pretty simple formula. Yeah, I'm 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 by nature very lazy, so I'm always looking for what's gonna taste. I'm, I'm so I'm I'm lazy and I'm a foodie. So it kind of, but I'm also very, very adamant about my health and energy. So I'm like, how do I combine all of these into one? And so I'm like, everything I've done over the past couple of years has been geared towards kind of helping myself, which I know is, as a byproduct gonna help a lot of people because I think a lot of people don't enjoy spending a lot of time in the kitchen, uh, just like I don't yet enjoy really good tasting foods. So my, my parameters are like the food has to be based on fresh ingredients that take less than 15 minutes to make and most of them actually take less than about eight. And they have to taste amazing. It, it can't just be like, okay, this is quick to make and you know I'm just going to like shovel it down, but it has to taste absolutely amazing. And again, I use my kids as my acid test. If I can pass stuff over, over my kids, then I think it'll do pretty well in the marketplace. And... Um, and third, it has to be based on, on, I mean, it has to really energize you because if you have, sure, you can make a pasta in about 10 minutes, but in my experience, I don't really feel very energized after having pasta. I feel like falling asleep. Yeah. And I, I, I actually, I have a theory that that's why the Mediterranean cultures have to have a siesta is because of the heavy lunch that they have that is, you know, very often based around that kind of food. But, you know, so that, that's, that's the whole premise. Yeah. 
So let's talk about the book now for a sec. So the, the book's coming out on the 23rd of September, which is my birthday. Just put it oh, out there. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's exactly why we, we timed it for that day. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, it's very good PR planning. And the, uh, there, there are some recipes that I've heard of in there that if, if we could talk about, I'd love to. One of which is the hemp ball. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to talk yep. about that. Yes. Uh, well, go ahead. Let's talk about that for a second. So ha- ha- what's the hemp ball? So hemp ball is really cool. It's a combination. It's kind of like a healthy, sweet treat. Um, I mean, one of the one of the whole ideas with the energy, the whole the premise of energy is to reduce the amount of sugar coming into your body because you know blood sugar uh, can wreak havoc on your energy and stuff. But you know, every now and then, it's nice to have a little treat that if you can have a little bit of a sweet that is actually good for you. Uh, you don't actually feel very guilty about it. So, you know, a lot of times after dinner, people want something a little bit sweet or they want a little treat throughout the day. So the hemp balls are a really nice combination of healthy fats, fiber, and a little bit of sweetness from honey predominantly. So we're using things like, um, and you can actually do a a couple different combinations of these depending on the ingredients that you have. So for instance, you can use like walnuts as the base and then hemp seeds, and then you can throw in some honey to bring it all together. Uh, you can do all sorts of cool things with this. I mean, that's kind of the base of, of the hemp ball, and you kind of just put it into a food processor, roll it up into like little balls, or in, in Canada, we have Tim Hortons. We call these like Timbits, but these are actually healthy <laughs> versions of them. So you're getting like great sources of, of omega-3 fatty acids from the walnuts and hemp seeds. You're also getting a good source of protein because hemp seeds are actually one of the, the best sources of protein in the plant kingdom. And you don't need that many to get about 15 grams of protein. Both three tablespoons will give you both three grams of protein. So if you had, I guess, two of these hemp balls, which would be like a really nice afternoon kind of treat, if you needed a little kind of pick-me-up instead of a muffin or a cookie or something, uh, you'd actually be getting a good amount of protein along with fiber from the hemp seeds and the walnuts. And that's also going to delay the impact of any of the the, the, the minimal amounts of sugar that might um, arise from the honey in the hemp ball. So it's, it's a really great treat. You know, it's something you can have throughout the day after dinner and really good for people who work out uh, because, you know, after a workout, if you're kind of on the go between the gym and home, it's a really nice quick thing to get into your body because the key with, with kind of post-workout nutrition is getting in simple sugars as quickly as possible after your workout to refuel your muscles. And if you can get some protein in there as well, that's a great thing too. So the hemp balls are awesome and they taste absolutely delicious too. And so you mentioned honey a couple of times there. So is, is honey your preferred sweetener? Um, it depends. Like, I'm not a huge fan of uh, of, of sweet things in general, just in terms of like, their health uh, health consequences. Um, yeah. But if you are to use sweeteners, like in this recipe, you would not be able to get away with using stevia because the honey is required to kind of bind everything together. Right. So it depends on the nature of the recipe. But if you're doing things like, um, like we made some really awesome muffins yesterday that were based on um, like using zucchini and almond flour and we used uh, kind of one ripe banana to kind of sweeten things. So we used no sweetener other than one ripe banana in that recipe. There's other recipes where we might use a bit of stevia just as a little bit of kind of just to bring a little bit of sweetness out. And in those cases, we're not using things like honey or maple syrup. So honey and maple syrup are my two kind of go-to traditional sweeteners if you want to think of them like that um, other than that if you're looking at the alternative sweeteners that are actually somewhat good for you not like aspartame uh, they would be stevia or xylitol are probably the two that are that are really good 
cool. Yeah, and I I, I personally I like uh, xylitol uh, personally, but yeah. um, you mentioned zucchini for the muffins. I, 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 a lot of people I, I guess don't realize that unless you try it. How when you make baked goods with zucchini leftovers or even carrots or but I mean zucchini particularly, they are so moist. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's, it's ridiculous. like the most amazing thing. Yeah, you actually you. It's weird because you can't do it, it's you, you know like people when they're baking they do the the toothpick test or the fork test where they you know you put the fork in the muffin or the cake and it comes if it comes out with nothing on it you know it's done it doesn't really work the same with zucchini because you could burn the crap out of those muffins and they'll still be moist inside so it's um it's such an unfair advantage if you really like moist baked goods like which they I think they all should be um, that's actually good for you as well using zucchini or even like the pulp of like uh, carrots as you mentioned or beets those are really really sneaky ways to get some good veggies in that also bring some delicious kind of moisture to to your muffins or cakes and stuff like that yeah I mean it, honestly like I, I have to harp on that for a second it's the most amazing thing because I make these uh, spinach banana muffins for my kids that they are obsessed with and mm-hmm. they have a lot of times i'll put zucchini in them also and it's it's just shocking like you think it's like you almost think like it's fake because yeah. there's a, because they just Absolutely. made they, they, it's like so there's got to be some sort of preservative in here that's making these just so perfectly moist so exactly um, and and of course as a byproduct you know you can juice cucumbers zucchinis whatever and then a lot of juicers depending on what you're using they'll produce the sort of offshoot that you can then just throw right into the muffins Totally. So, what's one more? Like, what's another recipe in there that you that you just love? I I think one of the most amazing, mind blowing recipes are the nori wraps because Mm. they're so powerful and they're so simple, and the, the the nutrition they provide is off the charts. So a lot of people say, okay, you're, you don't recommend bread, and I don't because I don't think there's any health – there's no redeeming qualities to bread at all other than the fact that we've been so indoctrinated from birth to grow up on sandwiches and stuff like that. So nori wraps are something we make at home probably several times a week because how easy they are to, to make. And the thing is when you make a sandwich, the sandwich, the bread, for instance, is a shuttle for crappy things to come into your body for the most part. I'm not saying that this is always the case, but if you're making a sandwich, usually it's going to have like, you know, cold cuts and stuff like that. But if you're making nori wraps, if you're making a wrap, so nori is the sheet that is a seaweed that's used in making um, sushi. And it contains copious amounts of trace minerals that we never get in our diet, which is really important for overall health. So simply by eating nori, even if we just ate it by itself, it would be tremendous in terms of health benefits. But because of the nature of how it's, um, you know, how, how it is, it's, it's a sheet and you can put stuff in there, roll it up and you can make your own sushi or your own wraps. So we'll put in things instead of like peanut butter and jam, which obviously wouldn't taste very good in there or cold cuts and, and cheese and stuff like that. We're putting in like sliced up avocado, sliced up mango, sprouts, cucumber. We'll put in some sauerkraut, uh, like sprouted lentils. It's amazing. And, you know, you can actually, so you can make, um, you could do all kinds of like cool things where you can make like a, uh, a vegan sushi if you wanted to with this type of thing where you can cut up, you can roll it up and then cut it up into little pieces of uh, sushi. Or you can uh, make a little bit more of a substantial filling and just roll it up with the nori into more of a wrap. Now, if just a kind of a, um, a little a little tidbit if you're making a more substantial wrap you can actually buy rice paper 
which is uh, probably found in, I would say, most health food stores. And you just dip it in water for about a minute or two and use the rice paper as the base, put the nori on top of that, and then roll everything up. It'll keep everything together that much more um, effectively. But it, it's so, so good. Um, it's And you can do all sorts of cool things with this. So you can start playing around with different vegetables. You can make like your own like uh, like an olive tapenade and put stuff in there. Really delicious. It takes no time at all to make. And it's uh, we've had a lot of people, uh, kind of initial beta testers, go through the book. And across the board, they're like, they're blown away by the nori wraps. This one lady who's a mother of seven kids said that one of her sons who was addict, addicted to hot dogs was actually starting to not want the hot dogs anymore. Instead, he wanted to have the nori wraps. So that was, that was a big win. So they're awesome. That, that is a big win. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then how did, what's your sort of feeling on, on fitness? Like how, how often do you work out? How do you, and you know, you're a, you're a father of three also. Like how, how do you fit it in? How do you recommend people get their workouts in? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge, I mean, very similar to your philosophy. Like I, I really believe in terms of exercise, less is more. Yeah. And I realized this as a former pro soccer player. And then as I worked as a strength and conditioning coach at the University of Toronto for seven years. And I was very adamant about, getting into our coaching staff the idea that guys we cannot crush these guys with two-a-day sessions in blazing heat in the summertime Um, that's a recipe for disaster and i saw this firsthand when i was playing pro soccer in france i mean i was playing alongside some of the top players that are playing in the champions league as well as the french national team and one of the things i quickly realized was that it's not what you're doing with your workouts it's what you're doing with your recovery that is the most important thing yeah and I didn't know this at the time, and I used to train twice a day, and we, you know, it was ridiculous how much I used to train, but it was no wonder by the time I was 24, my body was burned out. So now, I probably work out, I would say maybe three, if I worked out four times a week, that's really, that, that would be a miracle. Um, a lot of my workouts now are in my backyard because, I'm, again, I don't have the luxury of going to the gym as much as I used to, and nor do I, nor do I want to. So I, get, I love being creative with my workouts. And so I'll do a lot of kettlebell work. I love hill sprints. I'm actually, as we're recording this, I'm looking at a 50-pound weight vest that I have and the elevation training mask. I don't know if you've ever used that. Yeah. It, you know, it mimics altitude, right? So it deprives oxygen coming to your body. So a couple of days ago, um, I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to the gym today because I have so much to do. So I'm going to go up and down our stairs for 15 minutes with a 50-pound weighted vest and the elevation training mask. And there's nothing closer to feeling like you're going to die than doing that. Okay. And so it, you know, so it's like it's getting. But we've been we've been led to believe that if we're not working out for a long period of time, very very often we're not doing anything. And I think when you look at a lot of the, the workouts nowadays, especially the ones we see in late net infomercials, where it's like intense workouts, 90 minutes, seven days a week, you're going to crush your body. I mean, you're going to get great results, sure, but you can't do that consistently for the rest of your life, right? And so I believe intensity is very important, but it needs to be, it's yin and yang. Like you have to buffer that with adequate recovery and you cannot, it's, if intensity and duration are inversely related, if you're working out intensely, you cannot last that long. It's like you can't sprint for more than 10 or 12 seconds until your body slows down. And it's the same thing with the way you exercise. You have to have those recovery and off days to allow your body to bounce back stronger. Yeah, I couldn't, I just couldn't agree more. So, and, and of course, and you know this, but I, I think that a diet that is very alkaline and rich in greens is very supportive of recovery. So, 
Huge, huge. That's that's one of the things that is not as well scientifically supported as I think it should be, but it, anecdotally it makes a huge. Oh, and huge I mean, when I was training for Ironman, and I was while I was training for Ironman, I was vegetarian, um, and I noticed my recovery was just super fast. I mean, it was like it was amazing. Uh, and then as I uh, included more. Uh, animal proteins it, 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 it wasn't that i f- didn't feel good it's just that i noticed that i was not recovering as quickly so and I, I don't know if it has to do with anything the fact that the alkaline diet may help counteract some of the effects of lactic acid but um it's it was something interesting yeah i think there's i mean you know the, what i talked about in the book is that the foundation of energy is really what's happening in the blood and if you're eating alkaline forming foods you're essentially allowing your blood to be in its optimal state and our body is naturally alkaline but it's acidic by function so when we exercise we produce lactic acid our body has to shuttle that out and some of our muscle fibers can actually use lactic acid to produce energy and that's why after an intense workout uh, going for a light walk or doing some kind of active recovery is a really good idea because it helps to shuttle some of that out. But if you're producing acid from your workouts and then you're eating an acidic diet, lots of grains, lots of animal products, you're making things worse because now you're taxing your body's buffering systems and that's only going to slow everything down. So if you can bring more alkalinity, namely kind of through plants because of the, the minerals they give you, which are alkaline, you allow your body to speed up that process. So just a quick example, calcium is one of the most important buffers, alkaline buffers in the body. So if your body's producing a lot of acid, it's gonna use calcium to buffer that acid. If you're not getting enough calcium from your diet, and this, I don't, I'm not talking about drinking milk because milk contains a lot of calcium, but it also contains, contains more phosphorus, which inhibits calcium absorption in the first place. But one of the best sources of calcium are green yeah. vegetables. So if you're eating more greens, you're getting calcium into your body and you're allowing that calcium to now assist in the buffering process of acid that you're producing in your workouts, it only makes sense that you're helping to recover. Plus, plant-based foods are anti-inflammatory, so they're going to help mitigate inflammation that's caused by working out in the first place. So it's a win-win yeah, for absolutely. sure. So now the last question that I always like to ask on these uh, interviews is what are your top three personal tips for being more effective? You know, so, and that can be from anything. And again, I, I have to keep bringing up here that you're a father of three and you know, you've done all that. You, I mean, you've been a pro athlete, all this stuff. So what are your top three recommendations for people to be more effective? Um, first one is to make sure that you're priority number one. You have to put yourself at the top of the totem pole. And as a parent, I, I, I realize this even more because, you know, your kids, I mean, obviously our families are, are very important, but if we're not taking care of ourselves, none of that, like we're not able to give more to them. So you have to make time for yourself. Um, having a morning routine that gives you your space, your time to whatever it might be, whether it's to reflect, to journal, to write, to think, having that time for you in the morning for me is is huge. I haven't been as consistent with it as I'd like to, but I know that when I have that morning time for myself before the kids are up, it makes a huge difference for the rest of my day. So that's the first thing. Um, Second thing is to only spend time doing what you're great at doing. And this is something that took me a long time to realize, but the last couple of years, I, I've really moved away from like creating my own web pages mm-hmm. and yep. <laughs> stuff that I sh- there's no way on earth I should be doing to only doing things that I'm amazing at doing, which is essentially content creation, uh, marketing, and connecting with other people. 
like managing my team, little tasks, stuff like that. I have no business in doing. I don't even want to know about it. And that's, I think, for any kind of creative type or for anyone, like you have to focus on your unique abilities, your core strengths. And, and the third thing would really be, um, I mean, obviously, would be exercise and eating a clean diet. Because if you're eating crap and you're not, you know, you're, you're not moving, you're going to be stagnant. I mean, you're not going to be feeling good. You're not going to have the mental clarity. You're not going to have the um, the energy to get stuff done. So those are those are the three big ones those for are, me. Those are awesome. So Yuri, where's the best people for people to find out more? We're going to put links to stuff in the show notes, but where do people find the book, find you, everything? Um, so they can find out about the book uh, at alldayenergydiet.com. And we're doing some really cool stuff for this initial uh, launch week. So if you guys want to check that out, you can do so. Uh, you can visit my blog, which is yurielkame.com. And then uh, I'm on Facebook as well. So, Great. Yeah. Yuri, thank you so much for your time. That was awesome. And uh, I can't wait to try myself some hemp balls. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ari. Hey, everyone. It's Felix here. Thanks for taking the time to listen in. And we hope you're enjoying the podcast. We always like to hear your feedback. Please make sure to check out the blog at lessdoing.com where you can find out about Ari's elite group coaching mastermind group as well as the Less Doing University, which has over 100 hours of video content and a question and answer forum too. Also, if you love the show, please take a moment to leave us a positive review on iTunes. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week.